Our scripture reading for today is Psalm 100. It's a psalm of thanksgiving is what it is, and I think it's appropriate again to start our year together being reminded that that uh, we can be thankful, and there's lots to be thankful for in the in the praises of, of God. Psalm 100, you're welcome to read along in a Bible you brought with you or one in the pew, or you're welcome to just listen as it's read. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord Himself is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. And his faithfulness to all generations. For our prayer, I'd like to read a um, prayer from a book called The Valley of Vision, which is a collection of Puritan prayers, and this is a prayer titled New Year, so very appropriate for now. So let's pray. O Lord, length of days does not profit me, except the days are passed in your presence, in your service to your glory. Give us a grace that precedes, follows, guides, sustains, sanctifies, aids every hour, that we may not be one moment apart from you, but may rely on your Spirit to supply every thought, speak in every word, direct every step, prosper every work, build up every mote of faith, and give us a desire to show forth your praise, testify your love, advance your kingdom. We launch our bark on the unknown waters of this year with you, O Father, as our harbor, you, O Son, at our helm, you, O Holy Spirit, filling our sails. Guide us to heaven with our loins girt, our lamp burning, our ear open to your calls, our heart full of love, our soul free. Give us your grace to sanctify us, your comforts to cheer, your wisdom to teach, your right hand to guide, your counsel to instruct, your law to judge, your presence to stabilize. May the fear of you be our awe, your triumphs be our joy. Amen. As I mentioned earlier, we're going to have a little modified service and I'm going to give a very, hopefully a short message. I have a tendency to talk on and on, don't I? But uh, but hopefully, by the grace of God, I'll keep it to a, a, uh, a reasonable time. I know this is the first time that I've really been with you in months. I know maybe in November I was here for some of the singing, a couple of Sundays, but um, it's really been since September um, 
when we got COVID, Vicki and I, and I do want to thank you for all your prayers, the support in so many different ways that you all have, have given to Vicki and I uh, during her final time here on earth and uh, throughout the time afterwards supporting me uh, in her home going and all the things that we wanted to do really to give glory to God. I know that that was Vicki's desire. Vicki was always, <laughs> always about letting people know about Christ. And so her desire was that she would be that Christ would be honored in her death as much as in her life and in her living. So but the thing that uh, as I was preparing for today grabbed my attention is that I do realize that for most of you, the news of Vicky's passing was really kind of sudden. It was unexpected, it was shocking. I do know that. I've heard it time and again enough to know. You know, she was a very private person. She did not like her health to be the focus. Um, those issues she did not want really to be public. She didn't like that to be the focus. She wanted the focus to be on what God was doing and being glorified in her life. But it was a really difficult time for her. And once she was placed on hospice care, um, news of her condition kind of started to filter out a little bit. Um, yet, you really may not have fully known. And so in view of the questions that may be lingering for some of you, uh, as well as your relationship to her as part of her church family, uh, just out of respect for that, I'd like to give a, a very brief overview of, of what happened with her. And because really most <laughs> the most common question that I'm getting right now on a daily basis is, how are you doing and so I'd, I'd like to give you some insight into my grieving, especially what Bible passages have been most helpful to me and the perspective that God has given me. Hopefully it will be an encouragement and a strength to you as well. There was one sentence uh, explanation in the memorial uh, bulletin that we had for her about what happened to Vicki, and I want to just briefly expand on so towards the end of Vicky's COVID recovery, we became concerned that she had developed another intestinal blockage um, related to what had happened in the previous years. And even though we thought that they had corrected that, um, things didn't seem to be working quite right. We took her to the hospital, to the emergency room. They verified that that was not the case, um, that, but that the stress on her body from what had occurred um, was really quite detrimental to her and was quite taxing on everything that was going on in her entire system. Um, the constant fatigue was um, was really uh, amplified by her 36 years of having rheumatoid arthritis and over 35 major surgeries that she underwent in the 33 years of our marriage. And by mid-November, she had stopped eating. It was really difficult for her. Eating became a real chore for her and became a negative feedback to her system, really, during that time. And so eventually, mid-November, she just stopped eating. She was placed under hospice care at home, and one of her sisters and myself then cared for her uh, round the clock. We took shifts and then had assistance from hospice. 
And actually, Charlotte came one day, gave us a break. Thank you. But I want you to know that the few times that, that she was able to communicate in those last two weeks, she talked about how she knew that her time on earth was done. She had sensed that. She was confident that that was the case. And she let me read to her some of her favorite psalms at different times, even though there were times where she just wasn't able to comprehend. Her mind was often in a, in a fog, not able to respond. But there were some beautiful times of clarity that happened, and God was really gracious during that time. So I'm convinced that in the end, she had her eternal hope securely in grasp, and now she really is at peace, and she's, she's free from all the pain and suffering that she endured for all those years. As for me, my journey of grieving began during her last few weeks, as I knew that her time was up. And I shed lots of tears uh, when I thought about losing her presence in my life, because she had been such a beautiful and wonderful presence in my life and encouragement, and I have received so many notes, so many comments from people about the impact that she had on your all's life and others, um, un <laughs> countless, countless others, really, um, that she impacted in in a godly and way. Um, I've had to battle regrets about questions that went unasked and never will be answered. But um, in the midst of it, mostly I've been surrounded by memories of how we ministered to others together, how we enjoyed many travels that we had together in the U.S. and Europe. God was really gracious that even with all her, her limitations, we were able to do a lot of things. And she would want people to know that, that she believed God gave her a very full life. Um, and we shared lots of laughs. You all know that Vicky had a great sense of humor, and uh, and so we we got to think through the the shared laughs we had with each other, shared laughs with friends, with you all, with with family that we had, and those have been things that have comforted me. But what has comforted me the most is knowing that she and I have a future hope together, and that really has been the anchor that I've had in in my soul. You know, I'm an optimist. I typically don't dwell on the past. I live in the present. I live in the future. So grieving the loss of Vicky has helped me to learn how to bring the future to bear on the past. I, um, I'm, so it's been a, a new experience for me in that sense. I tend to just move on and on and on. And so this is a little bit more for me to have to do. But in 1 Thessalonians 4.13, it says, But we do not, we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who were asleep, who died as believers, so that you will not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. We do have hope. Hope that we will all be resurrected in Jesus together. And that's what that passage, that entire passage, talks about. And that passage in 1 Thessalonians 4 continues, and it says, Christ is going to come, and He's going to appear to get all who are His. He's not going to miss one. Whether 
they died already and are asleep waiting or whether we're alive and caught up together with him. But it says the dead in Christ will rise first. We're assured that they're going to be there and he's going to make sure that we know that they are, those who are still alive when he comes. Then those in Christ who still remain will rise. We will rise, those who are still alive, to join Christ primarily, but to join Christ and the others who are there. And so we shall always and forever be with the Lord. Amen. At some point, I will join Vicki and my brother who preceded me in death. I'll join other believers whom I've known during my lifelong journey on earth who preceded me in death. Whether they're from this church, ones that have preceded, some from other churches that I've known that have gone on before us, some from family. But we're going to be there together. And I have a sure hope in that. Hallelujah. What a gathering it will be. Amazing. And that is the hope that comforts me right now. But additionally, what I've needed is to draw comfort from Psalm 73, verse 28. And one particular phrase that's in there, it says, the nearness of God is my good. I've gotten to know him and experience him, especially during this time, as my shepherd. The shepherd, like in Psalm 23, he's made me slow down long enough to be able to lie down in green pastures and to walk beside still waters, even though there have been hundreds of tasks I've had to take care of relative to Vicky's passing and the memorial and all the different myriad of details of making sure different people and different agencies know all about her passing. But he's given me time to meditate on his word, to meditate on devotions that others have had who have gone through similar times. He's given me time to pray and to reflect. Time to share extended times talking with friends and family, being an extrovert. I oftentimes process things by talking them through with others. Um, I can, that's why a lot of my prayers with God are verbal. (laughs) They're out loud. They have to be. That's just the way God wired me. Not everyone's the same. But for me, that's what works. And it's really helped me to be able to talk with with different ones and to be able to express things. And things become clearer to me during those times. So God has been my shepherd, making sure that I'm cared for, that I have everything that I need at just the right time. And in nearness, I've known him as the God in Psalm 91, who covers me in the shelter of his wings. He's a God who surrounds and lets me know that he's right there, feeling his presence. It's not that we have to trust in those feelings, but at the same time, God knows that we are complete human beings made in his likeness, and he had emotions and understands, and so therefore he gives us those comforts. When I'm plagued by remorseful thoughts about things I left unsaid with Vicki, he reminds me that he has guided me every step 
of my life in exactly the way he wanted. There was nothing really left unsaid that shouldn't have been. He knew. He ordained my days. He ordained my ways from the beginning. He reminds me that I'm only a man. I'm imperfect with flaws and failings. But I am redeemed. Redeemed from my sins by a gracious, gracious, everlasting Savior. I am forgiven. And he has continually reminded me of that. He reminds me that I did the best I could given the frailty of my humanness. He's not unaware of that. And so we can take comfort that he knows, he understands, he designed us to be this way and he's led us every step of every day. And in that, we can find comfort. Verse from the Proverbs that I think about says, a righteous man, and that, You can only be righteous if you're given the righteousness of Christ by him. But it says a righteous man falls seven times or continuously. It's a perfect tense word. And rises again. The righteous man is able to rise because he knows that that righteousness is not his own. It's been given and he's forgiven and can walk in the mercy and newness of God. So all in all, he's been the God of all comfort to me during this time. So it's my hope today that you've received comfort. You've received a glimmer of hope for yourself through what I've shared. And and I really wish you peace. And I want you to know that God has been so good, so kind to me. Through your words of comfort, through your prayers, I can sense that, that my church family and others are praying for me. There's no doubt about it. And so you can know that that's how God will be and can be with you as well. I'm going to finish with a prayer in the Valley of Vision that I prayed from before. It's on page 203 and it's titled Retrospect and Prospect. And I think it gives us a proper view into into how we we should be. Let's pray. Supreme ruler of the visible and invisible worlds, our heart is drawn out to you for your amazing grace and condescension. You have kept our conversion fresh before us that season of our first spiritual comfort, when we passed through the Red Sea by a way we did not expect. We rejoiced then for that unthought-of passage that delivered us from the fear of the Egyptian when we had almost despaired of life. We rejoice now as these things are fresh and lively in our minds. Our soul melts when we think of your days of old with us, when a poor, worthless creature without wisdom to direct or strength to help ourselves, was laid under the happy necessity of living upon you and finding our consolations large. You are our divine treasury in whom all fullness dwells. Our life, hope, joy, peace, glory, and end. May we be daily more and more conformed to you with the meekness and calmness of the Lamb in our soul. 
and a feeling sense of the felicity of heaven, where we long to join angels free from imperfections, where in us the image of our adored Savior will be completely restored so that we may be fit for your enjoyments and employments. We're not afraid to look the king of terrors in the face, for we know we shall be drawn, not driven, out of the world. Until then, let us continually glow and burn out for you. And when the last great change shall come, let us awake in your likeness, leaving behind us an example that will glorify you while our spirit rejoices in heaven and our memory is blessed upon earth with those who follow us, praising you for our life. Amen. We'd like to open it up. I don't know, Bruce, would you, do you have something you'd like to share? We, Bruce can share anyone. And I'm going to bring the microphone stand, try and put it in the center there. And if you're able to walk, um, if you'd come up to the microphone and we'll, we'll use that. So, Bruce? Or I could speak up. There we go. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, just thinking about the new year coming, and um, uh, I was reminded of just being thankful for uh, my mom and how God's timing is amazing. Um, some of you know my mom <clears throat> had experienced a few years back uh, uh, some dementia. It's vascular dementia. And uh, just thinking about God's timing, how he provided for us to uh, get her house sold and set up an assisted living close to my sister. And all of that happened uh, just before COVID hit. And it was just um, a blessing that because she was, we were really struggling to have her keep staying in her house as far as providing meals and transportation to church and just activities and anyway and she had made some bad decisions on you know just safety uh, bad decisions and stuff so it was just all coming to a head and and God just worked it all out uh, that she was able to get into this facility by my sister just a, a really good um, situation before all the you know disruption of um, COVID hit and it was pretty extreme at the beginning if you remember um, and then just uh, how it's continued to work out uh, again with God's timing that um, you know the facilities opened up a lot more we're able to visit um, you know to really uh, encourage her and be there with her for main events she's able now to go out with my sister's family like she did for Christmas and Thanksgiving and so God is just very gracious and I just I apply that to the new year coming and that I'm expecting God to be continue to be gracious as he always is, right? And and to provide that timing for everything that we need, uh, whether it's, you know, our family loved one or myself or whatever, just to be, you know, looking forward and to be thankful and to be praising God for for such um awesomeness, right? So that is um one of the things I remembered, and then I'll, I'll go ahead and share too. I was thinking, uh, just again with another year, how um, I was thinking, uh, okay, God has blessed so much in being 
uh, in this church for over 33 years and just seeing how, <clears throat> you know, he's provided so much for us. Um, you know, some of you have been here longer than I have, some less in between, et cetera. But if you think back and just think about the relationships that we've had, you know, how God is blessed with um, such good friendships. Some have come and gone, you know, for whatever reason. Some God's taken home to, to glory and, uh, you know, uh, uh, but yet he, looking forward, you know, he'll continue to do that as far as providing for us, um, you know, whether it's uh, those relationships or, you know, whether it's growth in our walk with him and so forth. But I, I just, I'm amazed at how um, he keeps providing, <laughs> You know, and that's always good to reflect on as far as uh, from a church family. It's, he's provided, you know, three different locations we've met at over the years that I've been involved. Um, you know, different uh, teachers. Um, you know, there's been uh, Gary Osborne. There's been uh, Frank Pisa, uh, Gary Galligan, Steve Hogan. Just, you know, God's really blessed us with people that love the Lord and, um, you know, uh, you know, we've grown from it, we've benefited from it, and he continues to provide. So just looking forward to the new year. It's always amazing what he does, right? So that's my uh, things I'm thankful for and praising God for. Um, anybody else wants to uh, share? We can, you can come up here or a little bit further. Okay. We don't have a lot of extra length, but what we do have will be nice to you. Um, yes, I, I am, yeah. Um, it's interesting this year, um, my two best friends, one that I grew up with in high school and have known for many, many years, his wife passed away this year from COVID. And uh, Steve, who I've uh, become my best friend since I've been here at church, his wife passed away this year. Um, my mother passed away a little over two years ago. And like Steve, I had some regrets. I had not uh, spent the time with her that I probably wished I had. You know, it's always you're tied up with your family doing other things. And um, I, I, for a while I was very depressed. And then I recognized... Um, I've got all eternity to spend with her. I know where she is, and uh, I'll look her up first thing when I get there, and we'll, I can fix all of those things, all the times that I didn't say thank you for all the great things she did and all the time. So I, it, I, I had a different perspective this year as uh, Vicky passed away and uh, uh, my other friend's wife passed away. I recognized, too, um, they're gone, and I, I can't, talk with them and spend time with them and things. But I'm going to see them again, and I'm, I'm going to spend all the time I want with them. Um, I can hardly wait to see Vicki and what she looks like now, as I'm sure Steve does. Um, just the concept that God is going to give us a brand new body, a brand new forever. And um, I'm grateful that I am not one of those people who has no hope. I have hope in... Everyone that I love, that I know, knows Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm secure in 
the fact that one day I'm going to be with him forever. And, and it's amazing that that's going to be. And so that is, uh, it's been a, I always say it's a bittersweet because it's um, bitter that Vicky's not here now and it's uh, bitter that my friend's wife is not here now. But it's sweet that I know where they are and they're a whole lot happier than I am right now. Um, I'm reasonably happy in this life, but I'm going to be supremely happy with him forever in the next. So that's what I'm counting on. And uh, he, as long as he has given me years, whatever that's going to be, I don't know right now, I got today and I try and serve him today. And if he gives me tomorrow, I'll try and serve him tomorrow. And that's the way it's going to be. But uh, I'm also grateful for his, um, how he watches out for things. Steve was, has been gone for a while, not been able to be here. And y'all have had to suffer through my guitar playing. But through the grace of God and his providence, uh, you've got a guitar player. Otherwise, we'd have been, <laughs> kind of, we'd have been acapella and everything. That was Steve wouldn't mind, but it's, it's a little different. Um, when Tim left, you, some of y'all don't know there was another guitar player, Tim, and he left, and I'm like, God, you know, I hate to see Steve out there alone. Can I play guitar? And, and he worked it out for me to do that. So God is always 10 steps ahead of us, a million steps ahead of us. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's fun to watch him work and see the plans that he has made unfold before our eyes and to be grateful for him. And, and just to be thankful that he actually includes me in any of that stuff. But um, I'm looking forward to this year and, and uh, what God has in store. Thanks. I think I can't hear anybody. <laughs> um, I just wanted to share, um, you know, every... For a long time, um, I just noticed how the enemy comes towards the end of the year to try to steal the peace and the love and the joy of families, you know, as we're trying to close a year and start a new year. And um, I saw it happening again this year, and I've been very tired and also experiencing physical pain that I haven't experienced in this last year or so. Um, I started just spending a lot of time just by myself alone, you know, praying and asking the Lord, you know, this year I saw family members uh, in strife again. And I just said, Lord, you know, the enemy is relentless. He's always in pursuit of uh, destroying. That's what he came for, you know, disrupting our, our lives, our peace, our joy. And I said, not this year, Lord. Um, Please, I started focusing on Philippians, where it says, Philippians 4, let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. And be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And I just started focusing and zooming in on that verse, let the peace of God rule in your heart and mind, and his peace will 
surpass everything. And in spite of everything that was going on, I was praying for every single one to experience that peace and joy and to be where they need to be, that the Lord would bring everybody where they need to be together and be at peace. And he has done it, and he is still doing it. And I'm thankful to God that this year my son and I could be together in peace because that had been disrupted for a long time, but that we can be together in peace and that he could see (laughs) the world in turmoil and still know God's peace, that it rules in our hearts and in our minds when we are in Christ Jesus. And I'm so thankful and pray that we can take that peace into this year and his love and joy for all eternity. Amen. Well, I got to say, I got pretty blessed. I got a new job. I got me all of you guys. Uh, family's doing great. So just want to say uh, thank you. And it's been a great year.